Welcome everyone. Pull up a chair. It is lunchtime in Rome. Welcome back. You are listening to Lunchtime in Rome. This is Eric, and I'm sitting with Brian and Jay. Hola. Ah, we are here. Yeah, we are. I, I'm always anxious to hear how Brian's going to come in because it's always different. I, I might start just every every week have a new um, hello, That'll be which is thing. actually hanging on the wall at our church. Um, it was a great discussion down in the gathering place. Um, there is a hello in all these different languages. Where? In the gathering place. I heard you. If you're looking up towards <laughs> where the stage is, or not stage, but where that area. Know, I play guitar, yeah, there's a big sign with all the different hellos on it. Huh. Yeah. Who knew? Who knew? A couple weeks ago, somebody said, how come you have a hope and faith um, Jesus fish? So it's a Jesus fish thing mm-hmm. with hope in it and faith, yeah. but not peace. And I'm like, well, because the greatest of these, or no, it's love and hope, or love and faith, whatever. There's one missing, and I just said, you know, because the greatest of these is love. The greatest of these is love, and the yeah. name of the church is faith. Ah, and we so didn't hope. get enough meals at Chick Fil A to get to collect the whole set yet. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I said, got it. One more drive-through. We got to go right. through. So um, yeah, there's a lot of things at church I don't notice. Yeah. So apparently, apparently so. <laughs> but and and as you said hello and you said hello, all I can think of is Uncle Leo on Seinfeld. Oh, <laughs> hello. <laughs> Oh man, I love Uncle Leo. He's one of my favorite characters. Are you a little I wasn't short on there. Are you a little short? Can I help you out? <laughs> you a little short. Um, but yes, we are back again this week. Welcome to the table. Have a seat. Um, and with that, um, we we call our show "Lunchtime in Rome" based on Romans twelve fifteen from the Bible. And if you yes. want to explain that a little bit, Jay, to remind everybody, it's just all about not being alone. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. And we're just hanging out at the table as if we were eating lunch in Rome at 1215, sharing life, sharing food. And yet in the afternoon, right? Not in the morning. Right. 1215 in the morning would be weird. I don't know. It's a late night. I don't know. It wouldn't be lunchtime. Oh, I've been there. See, hey, in Rome, that's kind of like dinner time. So it could be dinner time in Rome. I don't know why I've been so fixated on lunch. Europeans are weird. (laughs) Ah, there we go. Oh, man. There we go. Brian's off to a good start this week. He's no longer just. uh, you're, You're all right. (laughs) <laughs> Not like the vegans. The vegans. <laughs> <He's> still... <laughs> Sorry. And vegans. they took a hit on the Super Bowl this year, this week. Well, so I don't remember for what. Uh, it was the low, the as you went down to more, oh, more uncomfortable <laughs> things, yes. and they were having beetloaf. Jason Bateman. Yes. Yeah. So it's that's actually funny we bring that up because um, you had beetloaf this week. No, but that's, that's, it's even funnier that we're talking about that. So. Um, Shout out to Melanie, who's a, a co-worker of mine. Mel. What's up? And uh, we were Side out show last Mel. night. <laughs> we were out last night for a happy hour with one of our vendors. And Mel is vegan. And um, ah. <laughs> and uh, we were we were at the table and we were, <laughs> you know, <laughs> we were at this place called Carmela's, which one of my things this week that I ate this week was elk burger. So they, they and they also have bone marrow 
and it's not the most vegan friendly. Friend doesn't place. sound that way. Right. It sounds but delicious. She, she ha- oh yeah. She had looked at the menu preview of the menu. She was like, I'm good. Um, but we were with one of the representatives from our vendors and, um, mm-hmm. she said, she, she finally said like, I'm vegan. And I, did she I, say I'm a vegan or I'm vegan? I don't know. I can't remember. I don't know what the difference is. Um, but <laughs> right. Um, but then I looked at my my wrist like I was checking the time. I was like, oh, it only took you five minutes. Wow. <laughs> and, and, but she she laughed. But then I later like it like it kind of hit me and I was like, oh, but I don't know if, you know, we're on that level that we can joke like that. But we've hmm. made jokes before, you know, so on our way out to our cars, I was like, hey, I don't want to make you feel uncomfortable. And I, I'm sorry if I offended you. She was like, no, I'm good. She was like the like, you know, for instance, James and I were talking about the the Super Bowl commercial with the beat love reference and she thought it was hilarious and like so she gets it. Yeah. She's very tongue in cheek. So she's about not it. an easily offended vegan. Right. Kind well, of the unicorn of vegans. <laughs> right. Well it's good because if she was listening to the show, she won't be offended by me uh making fun of vegans. So. <laughs> right, right. Other so people, keep it coming, Brian. Other people will be We're just making fun of all the other vegans. <laughs> right. Oh the other vegans. If, it's if not you're you. a vegan and you. you're listening, yeah, if you, it's, you're, you're not cool. we're not talking right, to you. Right. You're it's cool. other people. It's the other ones. Yep. So that brings us to one of like the first thing we roll into is like what we ate for the week. So that was one of my things. So I had elk, elk burger. And yeah. I'll bet it was delicious. Okay. It was amazing. It's it, delicious. And they had it was called Wild Game Wednesday, and that was like one of their specials. Bro, where is this place? Carmel is down on the down on the south side. All right. Down uh right like in the middle. Um, of like the right south down side. on Carson. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and it's kind of like one of the like the high end places on mm-hmm. the South Side. It's not like yeah. Well, you obviously know. you were there, <laughs> right? Um, right. Smoking so, like, Joe's past double wide, not quite fatheads. Both not sponsors right. of the show. Right. Not yet. Not yet. Um, but yeah, very good food. Um, the menu changes. Wild game Wednesday. Yeah. Huh. It's pretty dope. Um, Was it like? I mean, you've had deer, right? Was it like mm-hmm. in that area? I don't feel like it was. No, no it's much much beefier. Yeah, it's it? definitely beefier. Yeah, yeah, not There's as gamey. De- not as gamey. There's definitely a, a different taste to it. Yeah, but it's it's really good. Huh. And, they, and there was like a garlic aioli on it. It was good. Mm. Um, it's one of the best aiolis. Then going back to our uh, uh, reference to our last show, where we were talking about ribs and how you started preparing yeah. ribs yep. and stuff, oh. taking off the silver skin. Yep. I did. It was my father-in-law's birthday this past weekend. Saw me some pictures, and of I was this like, stuff. you know what? I'm gonna make ribs. Like we were just talking about it, so I like looked some things up online, and I, you know, I was like, I'm gonna take off the silver skin. It worked pretty good, and uh, <laughs> there it is. Um, <laughs> and it worked really well. Um, and uh, I got the silver skin off, and then I. I Put them in the oven. They yeah, came, they came out. So I did seasoned you rub? them. Did you? I did. I just did salt and pepper. Okay. And I put them covered with foil at okay. two sixty five for like four hours. Okay. And then uncovered them, put barbecue sauce on it, lifted the rack up a little bit. Yeah. And then hiked it up to four hundred, put it in there for like three minutes. Got that nice char, uh-huh. yeah, that crust. Nice, yeah, on the on the top. Oh yeah. man, oh they were so good. Yeah, they now were you want to so do it like every day? Oh man, like yeah. I'm like, when can I cook ribs? Again? Yeah, I know. Yeah, and I got the ribs at uh, at Sam's. Oh, um, another reference. <laughs> yeah, they should be for how much I talk about. Yeah, um, and they were all he feels good. left out these <laughs> days. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I uh, I froze some, so I got some in in the hopper, as they say, in the hopper, um, ready to go at some point, and. Um, Man, so another thing, and this is my final thing that I ate this week. This is a big week for me in eating. Not a great week for my diet, but... Um, yeah, your beard's uh, 
it's pretty getting pretty bushy there. Yeah, I, I have a goal set that I'm going to shave my beard when I hit a certain goal weight. But this was, and I kind of want to keep myself accountable. And this is like a platform that I can kind of do that in a, in a public manner. Yeah. Um, so on Sunday, Justin said he had a gift for me, um, and I didn't know what it was. And he comes over and he he brings snails. All right. Now they're not like escargot. They are these baked goods from a place called the pie shop, which is off the Donegal exit on the third yeah. here in Western Pennsylvania. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm so disappointed right now. No, because this is one of the, <laughs> Oh, not in your diet, but yeah. I thought you were going to give me a nice garlicky escargot, no, no. little wine, a so, blanc sauce, <laughs> if you will. Yeah, right. So what and they the are, it, it's, it's pie dough yeah. with, with like cinnamon sugar and they roll up the pie dough and then they slice it down. So you get these like little mini cinnamon roll things, but they're made with like pie dough and they are, oh my God, I could eat my, I could eat until I get sick, barf and then, and then go right back to eating them. Like they're one of my favorite things from my childhood. Cause we used to have a camp near Shawnee state park and we'd stop at the pie shop. We'd always get snails whenever we go out for like a, a guy weekend, which we haven't done, we haven't which done we need that to do in like two years, but yeah, um, you, we, we've we go camping. There. I will stop there and I will literally yep. buy them out. I, I will say, give, yep. give them all to me. I've gone <laughs> up, I went up there, um, past there a couple of times with, with my family last year. I mean, we didn't, we didn't do a guy's camping trip, but me and yeah. the family went up there and, um, Man, every time we every time we drove past, they they just happened to be closed. Like we just drove at the wrong. And I, every yeah. time I was like, I gotta stop and get Eric some of those. Yeah, snails. oh, they're so good. But I didn't. So they're sorry. so bad for you. They're so, oh man, warm them up in the microwave a little bit. Yep. Oh man, it's just so good. And they it's are just good. A, it's a very good memory. But yep. yeah, they go fast. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't see that lasting very long. No. <laughs> no. no. I love that area. Up oh, it's, oh, it's, oh, it's gorgeous. It's the yeah. best. Ohio Western Pile. Pennsylvania is beautiful. Yeah. Ohio Pile, that yeah. area. You've got falling, falling water. water. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Love it. Every once in a while I do a wedding up Trails. there. And so I'm there like two days in a row, you know, and I'm like, because I have to do the, the rehearsal Friday, you know, whether it's at Hidden Valley or Seven Springs. Yeah. This, you know, and, and I'll always hit the one uh, produce stand. And I'm like, I got to bring the family yeah. up here. got to yeah. bring the family yeah. up here. And I'm like, yeah, they hate it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, maybe do the horseback riding. Yeah, yeah man. Amy loves it. We go bike riding up there. Yeah, like the, it's the a great village day trip. of Ohio Pile. You know, yeah. the little Falls Falls uh, Falls Market. Uh, the place where we go drink beer. Um, it's like right near the railroad tracks, and and the, the it's, it's like the a place where. Place. Well, it's the place where all like the rafter, yeah. like very college vibe. Like, yeah, like it's where the guides go. You know, not like where the yeah. the tourists go. Right. No, it's awesome. It's so tucked great. away. I love that place. Yes, so much. So that's what I ate this week. What about you guys? Anything fun? <laughs> well, we did Super Bowl. Ah, oh, Super that's Bowl. Right. Yeah, we did the Super Bowl, which, uh, gosh, I didn't even want to do it. I didn't want to watch the Super Bowl, but no. they, you know, kind of came together. And you got you guys were over at your house, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we had some people come over. Davidsons were there. And honestly, the the highlight of my week was Jay brought a pan of his chicken that we eat on Tuesday I nights. Oh <laughs> man! And he was like. Should we just hide this away for you now? I was like, no, <laughs> let's everybody eat it. Double and J chicken in one uh, week. Well, man. no, because we didn't have Tuesday night. So well, we I, did last week. Oh, so in that yeah. week, I kind of like went to span. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so, but jealous. yeah, I was like, no, let's keep it out. So um, everybody's kind of getting ready to leave at halftime because whatever. The halftime show was awful. The first quarter, the first school half night. was awful. It just was a dis- Right. What, school, that's more I'm at. I'm like, I got to work The tomorrow. freaking Patriots were in it again, which just. Turns it is what it up. is. Nobody likes I'm it. over so, it. Well, no, no, nobody likes the Patriots. Nobody likes the well. People from Boston probably. People do, don't like people from Boston. 
Oh, they're put All them right. on the list. Boston, you made the <laughs> I'm list. I'm sorry, New England in general. All right. <laughs> oh, New Englanders. So not only Europe, we've also offended all of New England. Um, the new fair. settlement of Europeans. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> the ones so. who didn't have the sense to come down here and go out west. Right. So Jay brings his pan of chicken, among other things, and it's like everybody's, you know, kind of getting ready to leave. And I'd seen that the chicken had been low because um, I'd eaten. Like, I ate so much. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Here, you keep saying people. Like Rachel said, I know how much Brian likes your chicken. Yeah. Because we, she went home and ate dinner. She goes, I didn't want to eat any chicken there. <laughs> oh, man. Because I knew how much he liked it. Wow. Bella, I asked her, what did you eat for dinner? She goes, well, I didn't. So she ate nothing. Oh, my goodness. So that was all you. I guess Chris had one. <laughs> well, I mean, there was only, to be honest, there was only like 10 or 11 chicken thighs. Yeah. So it wasn't a large amount. That's a lot of chicken. I feel like that's a lot of chicken. <laughs> so are you going to well, bring up the fact that... Well, toward, like, towards the end of it, like, yeah, I was going to bring up the fact that Ethan, like, yeah. at the end of it, I see Ethan, and I knew that there was like one or two left, and I see Ethan come in with his plate and has the chicken No, no, on. no. It was just on a fork. Okay. So he's he has, just he walking like just a walking chicken wo- lollipop. <laughs> <laughs> but like... I guess the look on my face when I saw Ethan eating it was just like, oh my goodness, you're eating the last piece of chicken. <laughs> like, I was so offended. Meanwhile, like, I'm literally, I could feel the chicken at the top of my esophagus because I've eaten so much. So it was pure gluttony. And, um, but well, it wasn't the last one. It wasn't the last one. I, I ended up eating after everybody left, <laughs> snorting in my, up my nose <laughs> like some kind of junkie. Um, another thing, too, I'll tell you what, like, tomato soup. I love tomato soup. I would love to love tomato soup. Oh, I love a good bowl of tomato soup. Man. I do like a good bowl of tomato soup. Now, do you like good tomato soup, or are you just like old school oh, Campbell's? Out of the can- I, got, I, got the, I got the tomato soup up at Aldi. It's not even Campbell's. It's just the oh, it's Aldi. heritage. Or Is it a bisque? Ch- uh, no, it's not the bisque. I do like the bisque. Clancy's? I, I, no, that's the chips. No, no it's um, whatever. It's right. It's, it's we look like Campbell's chef. <laughs> chef, uh, whatever. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's good. I had some for lunch today. Also have like a, a lunch meat sandwich and some cheese. And then you kind of dip the oh, whole yeah. sandwich into the. How do you not? Oh, it's so good. So that's. But what's the difference between a soup and a bisque? I have no idea. Four bucks. Hey. <laughs> I have no idea. I should know. I don't know. I was kind of surprised you don't. Sorry. Well, tomato, Not disappointed. Is it the seasonings? Because like, no, I would say a bisque. If I had to thicker. guess, it's, it's like it might have more of a cream content to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But that would also be a cream of something soup. Yeah. So I, I'm really my soup game is low. Yeah. I'm not a huge soup guy. More of a stew. Well, guy. you got the rest of your life to yeah. practice that. Yeah. Yeah. That's but not high on my list. I would say that's my my food adventures that for for this week. I mean, we really didn't have a crazy week, and you know, no travel. No taco no travel. trucks. <laughs> I will be traveling. Oh. I, I'm going to be in and out here over the next couple of weeks. Oh boy! So um, anywhere fun? Um, I'm going to uh, North Carolina, Wilmington, North Carolina, in two weeks. So I won't be here two weeks from tonight. So I'll probably get to go to the beach. Oh, um, there you go. Yeah, and then then I'm going to like somewhere outside of Cincinnati, like two weeks after that. So yeah, it's lovely there. Yeah, <laughs> this time of year, especially so. Southwest um, Ohio. Yeah, nothing crazy, but but uh, the beach will be kind of cool, you know, Wilmington. So yeah, uh, that's my. I story. was eating. Uh, you know, obviously, I've had some of my chicken as well, because why wouldn't I? But like the rest of my family doesn't eat it. Like if I have it left over after a Tuesday night, I'm the only one that eats it. Joe will actually. That's not true. Joe will occasionally entertain it. So then I was thinking, wait a minute, the rest of my family doesn't like chicken on the bone. Well, I do. So I was at Aldi. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to buy me some good old school chicken thighs. Yeah. 
you know, with bone and skin on. Yeah. Made it the same way I make my. You take the skin off when you prepare it or you leave it? No, I bought it with a chicken with the skin on so that I could have the. Because normally okay. I'm only boneless, skinless. I'm boneless, skinless, everything. Right. Um, and so I made it for, for myself. And then when I went to eat it, and I think I'm so used to the boneless, skinless, mm. I was like, wow, this seems like so much fat. Yeah. And uh, it was yeah. like one of those like moments I sort of wept inside because I'm like, what have I become? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, oh, this this chicken thigh, this chicken thigh skin. It's it's far too rich for me. This is oh, this moisture in my mouth. This is just disgusting. So yeah, I, I got to go back to the uh, skinless. That that's the kind of weenie I've become. I d- I do love the that chicken though. We should post your recipe. It's not a recipe. It's just some spices. Bing bang boom. Put them on. Ba ba ba. I don't know. It's magic. It's to fantastic. Me. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. A little bit of a little bit of ranch dressing. Mm. What else has been going on with your uh, with your guys' life this 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 week though, outside of food? I had an absolutely. Today's one of those days where like people think pastors are either always working or never working. Right. And the truth is, it's somewhere in between. Yeah. And so for me, like everybody else, that's right. <laughs> eh. I know because most people have nine to fives or eight right. to sixes or whatever, but they, they think like, Oh, you only work on Sundays right, or whatever else. But like today, uh, Joe got stomach bug last night, made it to the toilet probably for the first time, oh. second time in his life. He's Good normally job, a throw up in bed or throw up in carpet kind of a guy. Right. But, uh, so he was home and so I had to take Bella to school and he'd come home and I started working on a blog post, but then I had to go to giant Eagle to get him some Gatorade to rehydrate from the vom. Um, and so then I went into the office for a while and took care of some office stuff, but then I wanted to, supposed to rain. So I grilled some burgers for the family cause I wasn't going to be home at dinner time. And then I had to make Rachel's turkey sausage. I had to make four pounds of that, make sure Joe was okay. I had to go to the store to get some of the turkey stuff for the turkey sausage. Then I had to go coach it to junior high. I left there. I went to a meeting back by your old house mm-hmm. on Rep Road. Hey, Rep Road. Because, and this is what's so weird about being a pastor, is I've been asked to be on the Penn Hills Education Foundation. Mm-hmm. And they want to raise money for educational products, projects for teachers or students outside of the school. And when they asked me to be on it, I said, it's a fundraising foundation. And they said, yeah. I said, why would you want me? And they said, well, you're well known and you don't have an agenda. And I said, so you want my name? And they said, yes. I said, okay, <laughs> you can have my name and you can have my mouth. I said, cause I can talk well. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to make a phone call. I'm not going to write yeah. a letter. I'm not going to do yeah. a grant proposal. Well, so through that, this guy is building a new retirement home in my elementary school, Forbes elementary school. Wow. They bought the property. They're building the retirement home. Excuse me, senior living. It's not even assisted living. Senior living center. Right. So they, there's this informational meeting that they wanted me to go to so that I would sign and put my name on this project saying I approve of it. I was there for 50 minutes. I died three different times. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what? where do you people? And these are people I know and love. I'm sitting next to the superintendent from Penn Hills. You know, there's a school board member beside me, the school board president's over here. I know this pastor. I know that person over there. And people are asking questions about how many elevators will there be? And will there be a generator in each room? Because what if, and I'm just like, can we just leave? Can we please be done? Like they're going to build it. It's okay. It's they're, they're talking about, we're going to be, you know, uh, zero, uh, what do you call it when it's energy, just super energy, zero, efficient. whatever, super green it's footprint, super f- zero footprint, kind of footprint. Zero whatever. Right. F- play, praise God. I had to leave to hurry up and get to a meeting at the church at six 30 where I left there to come here. 
And it's one of those times where I go, yeah, that's what I do for a living. Right. Uh, and I'm still not home, but yeah. this is certainly not work. Yeah. So that's yeah. what I've been doing. I do that and or else I don't do anything. Yeah. I, I got one that I think is pretty significant. Um, we, Ethan and I had a talk. Ethan's my son, 11 year old. Um, I had a talk. Lovely um, red hair. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, he, he's loving it. Too. Fire truck red. Hey man. It looks good. Yeah. Uh, he wears it well. Um, but we had a talk last Sunday night um, or last Sunday where I said, you're going to be taking a break from video oh, games yeah. because he's been immersed in them. And, and it, it, it I, if I have to hear Fortnite stuff one more time or him talking about it, just becomes to the point where his entire world is Fortnite. Yeah. And we've always talked about and Eric, the, I'm so glad that you um, with your 3DR uh, three day respawn, mm -hmm. you know, we're going to plug that here. Um, but you've always been a great help for me to help be uh, a leader to Ethan because the online world's real. Every, every it's, kid is yeah. going to be online yep. and you know, you, you have a very amazing heart and vision for, um, people online, but it's, it's been very helpful for me to help raise Ethan in that environment. And yeah. we've always talked about, he and I have always talked about self-regulating and he can he can he have the privileges of screens. We call it screen time. We yeah. can have the privileges for screen time until he shows me that he's not self-regulating. Yeah. And we, we've talked about that for years now. And so on Sunday, I was like, buddy, you've you've basically been playing video games since like last summer. You yeah. know, like that's all you've been doing. You come home, your entire world revolves around video games. And me as a parent, I've let it slip. You yeah. know, it's, it's something that you have to be on. Yeah. So I said, you're going to be off this entire week from Sunday or from Monday morning to Friday night. You're not going to be able to get on screens um, as much as you're in this house. And I'll tell you what, man, he has been so good this week. Wow. He's been such an amazing kid this week. And we had a talk at dinner tonight where I told him how proud of him I was. You know, and we talked like, do, do you see what kind of kids you are, bud, when you're not down that hole? He's like, yeah. I know. He's like, I, ne I needed to get away from it. Like he was admitting. Man, that is such that a That perspective. Blessing. He was like, because I, 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 I get it. I feel it. I know it. I, and I was like, he's like, I just, I can't break make the break myself right i'm like well that's what i'm here to do um and that's why i'm your dad right so i i think that that's it's you know i don't want to because everything else this week i've just been like watching breaking bad reruns you know like right. watching breaking bad again so but to me that's exciting because you can see the change in him but you can also see him understanding the process you know yeah and i'd love to talk about more about that world on another show. Yeah, absolutely. I think that, like we should definitely should. Because emotional know, need. Talk about some emotional needs not being met. Totally. Or totally. being met there. Yeah, or, or, right. Or vice versa. Yeah. Being met improperly. Exactly. You know. Um, and Brian, that I am so elated, and that is such a great testimony to your parenting that he can be that self-aware that you can have that kind of a conversation yeah. with him. Yeah, totally. Um, but I also want to say to everybody who's listening who went, "Oh, that's not my kid," mm. that you're not alone. Like, yeah. you know, we, we battle the phone. I mean, yeah. I, I, more parents talk to me about screen time than anything else. And, you know, and my own family, it's, you yep. know, Joe's a little bit more, you know, malleable that way. Sure. Where like Bella, it's, it's, it's bad. And I've had conversations with other people. So if you're out there going, well, that's not my kid. Yeah, you're not alone. And that yeah. your kid will never recognize. Is that what well, you mean? And well, like I'm just saying that they might be happy for you. Yeah. And inwardly, they're like, yeah, that's not happening in my house. Yeah. yeah. You know? And like, I think like me being a new dad. Maggie's like, great well, without being on her phone. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I like, I actually dread 
like yeah. going ah. into this. Dude, I know I do it's though. It's horrible, because, but so is everything else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is a constant daily battle. Well, and right, and I see like you know, there's so many parents that like just allow it all the time, and I'm like, I don't want to be that. Yeah. Like I, I want uh, you know, like you talked about last week, Jay. I think it was last week about your job is to let your kids live, you know? And I want right. to have those moments because, like, you're not living on a screen. Like, nope. you're not you're living somebody life. else live. Right. Well, that yeah. goes to the kids, you know, with Twitch or YouTube who watch video games. Yep. You know, yeah, and I know right. that's a huge thing. And right. I get it. I, like, at first right. I didn't, but now I do. I'm yep. not, I don't watch it, but I get it. And I do watch, I do watch sometimes if, there, if there's, like, something big, uh, like, that's come out in the industry and I'll, I'll want to catch up on something. <laughs> But um, it's not my world. But uh, <laughs> I know, right? And, and but if I was, but people are making I was millions. Back, if of I was dollars. in college. Yeah, right oh, now, there's a market. Yeah, I would totally be a streamer. Yeah, you would. I would totally do. Absolutely. Um, You'd be totally sucked into that black I, hole. Oh, I totally would. And um, but what we were talking about, we were referencing people go online to get improper comfort. Mm-hmm. But this week we want to talk about examples of good comfort. Yeah, last week we talked about and uh, referenced the show notes. Um, the ways to comfort that we've talked a lot about what bad comfort looks like. Yeah. And we went over a list and we encourage you, you know, we certainly encourage you to listen to last week's episode, but yeah. if nothing else, please do. check out the show notes yeah. yeah, and the tips in how to do that and the references. And also this is an opportunity sign up for our email because we email the show notes out and yep. that list is in there. And, and so and all it, the, everything we reference on the show is, is in the email out yeah. to you. So if, if there's something funny you just want to reference or something that's important that you want to get a refresher on, it's there and it'll be right in your inbox. Yeah. Like, especially not, not to take away from you, Jay, but especially last week with, with the, the you know, basically the, the steps that the you how to's. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it it's great. almost like a manual, you know, it, it, and it's, if, if you're really looking, if you're really into this emotional responding, um, <laughs> if, and, and I, wait, I want to, I want to interrupt because I'm not mocking it, but it's sort of like, you know, if you're into this, like, I don't know, loving thing, people, whatever, <laughs> you know, not helping, all, whatever, you know, trying to make sure people don't feel alone. If that's but you, if you're really trying to, to abide by it and to make it a part of your lifestyle and do better. Sure. Yes. Uh, we're not, we're not there yet. Oh, sorry. sorry. Uh, bad transition. But the show notes are great and, and, um, please reference them. So and I'm as sorry, you Jay. read those from last week and certainly no need to apologize, you know, those are the ways I write them, but you may not get it. So shoot us an email and say, number three, I, I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. Hey, knock yourself out. Tell me I'm wrong. Yeah. Um, I once had a girlfriend before Rachel, um, who said to me, you, you know, the problem with you, you always think you're right. I just love that because I was like, I mean, what kind of idiot would I have to be <laughs> to be like, I'm sure I'm wrong. Yeah. But, let but if you disagree with me, let us know and we can talk about it and we can help clarify because we really want to make sure that you get really the ideas on how to do this. But it's great to talk in theory. It's great to talk in examples and to give um, tips and how to's. But I, I wanted to spend some time this week in giving real life examples. Sometimes I give examples that are just completely outlandish and that's good because it's not, you know, anything that has happened. I'm not blowing up anybody's spot, but with us sharing from our hearts today, we can give real life examples of how we have either been comforted or we have comforted somebody else so that we can show, Hey, this is what was good about it. And this is where it made me feel this way. Brian, you said you'd had one that you wanted to share. I have like, I have a bunch of different examples because, but I think ultimately um, the theme, I'm, I'm just I'm looking at everything I wrote down. I probably wrote eight or nine and I just had one come to my mind, but I think the theme for me is times where I've seen God's grace 
through people um, or through circumstances that he's used. Um, mm-hmm. And for instance, so for instance, just I'll, I'll grab the one that just came to my mind. Um, Alexis and I went through some really bad financial mm-hmm. trouble. I've talked, you know, a little bit about it in the past. Um, but we had uh, a friend of ours who we did a real estate deal with and the whole deal went south and he, um, um, we could have gone a certain direction with how we handled the situation, but we decided in, at the end we're because we know him as a person, it wasn't banks, it wasn't someplace distant. We're going to make a concerted effort to, to pay him to see this through to make regardless of if it takes us to the rest of our life to pay off this loan that we took from it was like $25,000 to be part of this, this deal that went bad. So we were on the hook for, you know, a a decent amount. It's not, I can't just be like, okay, let me work an extra two hours a day. Right. You know? Um, and we diligently paid him regardless of everything else that we were going through. We diligently paid him for 10 years and it was at times very little, but at at other times it, it became more. Um, and then a couple years ago, he's like, all right, I don't really need you to pay this off. And I mean, he, he, you know, wealthy guy d- didn't need to do it, but, um, he was like, look, you keep paying me, but what you're going to pay me is actually going to go to my fund for missionaries. I'm like, Oh great. You know, that's awesome. Like now I feel like we're tithing almost, you know, you're and- like, can I get the tax deduction on <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. So two years ago on my birthday on my birthday he had no idea it was my birthday he came to me he's like look you've been so faithful you and you and your wife have been so faithful in paying this off um let's just call it even let's just you're square and at the time it was like i still we had still had like sixteen thousand dollars left on this loan and it wasn't so much and it was amazing to me because i didn't have to pay the money off anymore like it was just like a, a loan forgiven i mean how often does that happen never you know? go on so but but it was more this this man, God, you are so gracious. And, and so for me, the times I've been comforted the most have been those moments where I had to go to a neighbor one time to confess something that I did, which was really awful over a period of time. And I, man to man, I went to him and, and laid it out. And he was like, I know, I know it was you and we're good where he could have beat me in the face. You know, like if it were me, so those moments and, and every other one of my examples I have, it's, it's a situation like that where I've seen God's grace and forgiveness and compassion through other people in real world circumstances that normally don't happen. And it brings me so much comfort. Yeah. The real world ramifications are, were kind of worked out in my favor, but on the deeper level, it's more just a confirmation of everything that I read about in the Bible where, man, this is who God says he is which gives me hope that God's who he says he is in other areas of my life. Does that make sense? So it It does. It does. Um, I think to tie it into true comfort, um, there's a step missing, if that makes sense. Okay. Because what I would love to have the opportunity to comfort you in, Mm -hmm. and we've talked a little bit about it, is those moments when you went, we have nothing. Yeah. We have absolutely nothing. Like I think his example of forgiving the debt or, you know, whatever you want to call it is a great example of grace mm-hmm. and or mercy. Yeah. Sure. You know, but that moment when all of the real estate is going through the floor and you're looking at your wife and saying, I'm supposed to be providing for mm-hmm. you. And my number, you know, I, I never wanted to let my family down and we've got a baby on the way. Yep. And the angst of that moment mm-hmm. being able to join you in that moment 
is where I think the true comfort lies. And what you received is the other end, which is then God saying, look how faithful and how great I am, mm -hmm. that you were faithful and just. I sure felt a lot of comfort in those moments, though, where it all came <laughs> oh, full circle. Sure. Well, comfort or relief, because if comfort is somebody it joining was, you in that pain. It was very much comfort. I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't know how else to describe sure. it. Comfort, it. Comforted in that, like, hey. The, the God is still going to the be The God of the universe you. is like, I'm your dad, and yeah, you know, you're you're safe at home. Here's Here's an example of how. I'm going to, you know, bring you into my, but I get what you're saying. Right. Cause the I same do. thing is true. Going to that neighbor, yeah. he, you know, you got financial relief from the guy and a burden mm -hmm. lifted off of you because the whole time you're like, I am this much a schmuck. Yeah. I'm this right. much a schmuck. At least I'm paying it back. Yeah. We're, yeah. And with the neighbor, it was, I'm a bad kid. Mm -hmm. I did bad things or I'm a bad adult or whatever the situation was. Mm -hmm. And he gives you grace saying, no, you're not. Mm -hmm. It's okay. Or you were, yeah. but I don't hate you. Yeah. You know, it's not that joining you in that exact moment saying hey i know why you did this because you did this you know what i'm saying that that part of it yeah does that make sense it, to you it, it does not to and i'm not diminishing no, no, no. I, the I, I don't take and that, it that way that's the other end of it is of, of god being there for you like mm -hmm. as we go through this comfort cycle as we open up wounds that we don't want to open mm -hmm. and we look back at you know at tragedy or trauma in our life the beauty is that God meets us on the other side, mm -hmm. that there is healing, yeah. both emotionally and in situations yeah. that we don't get unless we enter that grief period yeah. one yep. more time. And so you're, like I said, you're sort of on the other side yeah. because you're getting that confirmation. All right, God, you really are there. Because any real person says in the midst of their trial and tribulation or looking back at it, God, where were you? Mm -hmm. God, where were you? And there's moments where you go, I don't. God, oh, you'll never leave me nor forsake me. Yeah, but see, that was really bad yeah. when I was a kid or when this happened to mm -hmm. me. And I don't really know that I'm going to be okay on the other side. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And God has shown up for you in yeah. so many ways yep. and said, yeah, I'm still here. Yeah. And that's why you're so good at being grateful because you've, you've uh, had those moments. Mm -hmm. You're so good at, wow, well, you know what? I screwed up, but God's so good and I'm not, and I'm just going to move on tomorrow. Like you don't yeah. carry that guilt around yeah. with you. Um, um, I guess mine would be like a lot of times, like, and I've talked to references in the past where like, I don't feel very confident and <laughs> all right. Um, and there's times where I have like just really doubted like my capabilities and whatnot in my job or even things like as a drummer or, you know, whatever. And I've, I've received a lot of comfort from Amy and, and just like her talking about how like worthy I am of my accomplishments. Like, you know, it's, and it's, it's hard for me to describe on what that's like, but it's very reassuring to hear from her that I am worthy of what I've done and I am like as smart as I am and, and, and all of that. Um, I'm trying to like have, figure out how to put it into words and put it eloquently as she does, but I have a hard time with my words because I'm not good with my words. But she joins you. Right. She doesn't judge the fact that you feel bad in a given moment. Right. Because you feel alone. You're like, I don't feel like I'm very good at this. Right. And, and your head knows you are, I think to some degree, but your heart and your inner confidence says I'm not. Totally. And so instead of her just giving you platitudes of, but you're a great drummer. It's, 
honey, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry that, that you go through this and you've had the best day and yet you feel like, and that's to, like, she joins right. you in it's that. It's so weird. Cause, Cause that, she gets you. Yeah. Right. She gets me. Like, that's totally me. We're like, I know that I kick butt at work with, with all the stuff that I do. I'd give you a raise, <laughs> but, um, but there's always this, like this, this, this hurt that like, is like, just like kind of shields my heart of like letting me have that joy of, of, you know, like accomplishment. Yeah. Right. Re- realizing your true self or whatever somebody <laughs> right. would say on right. Oprah's network. Right. What? Yeah. Living my best life and whatever. Um, um, and yeah, we'll reference Oprah's network in the show notes cause she needs more publicity. Oh, um, really? <laughs> I think I might've just offended Oprah. So I'd heard of oh, right. that's, <laughs> that's where I was going. Actually. Have that. I wasn't trying to give her publicity. I was just adding her to the list of people we've offended. Um, and she is going to be offended. <laughs> oh boy. But Maya, is that the lady that she's going to, she's, she's going to pull strings and get rid of all of our sponsorships. Wait till, <laughs> wait till you hear my can't do better. Okay. We are going to be shut down. Boy. But, but back uh, to Eric. Right. <laughs> Eric's like, sometimes I feel like I don't matter. And we're like, so anyhow. <laughs> yeah. Um, but wait, but she gets may I interrupt? She, yeah. All right. she knows your past hurts. Right. She knows your story. Right. And she has grieved with little Eric. Yeah, right. From back in the day. Right. And so there is an ability for her to recognize that now that when you come home and you say, you know what? I, I didn't feel good about myself today. Yeah. I can almost see her face tilt sideways and almost tear up a little bit. Yeah. And a little bit of backstory with that is like I was I was not a good school student. I never was. And a lot of that feeds into like the, those hurts. Like I would come home with a bad report card or I got a poor work notice. You know, like a, that was a lot of my life. And I know that I've, you know, pissed off my parents a lot because of of all that. And, you know, I graduated high school with a 1.6 grade. Graduated point. from high school. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Um, with, with, a with a 1.6 grade point average, which is like, that's about as low as you can get and move on. And, uh, um, that's peppermint patty status right so, there. So I don't have like, there's part, there's part of me that like, I don't get a lot of things, but like the things that I do get, I like master and I can, I can turn it out. Um, and once I do wrap my head around it, I'm really good at it. But until I get that moment, like there's always this like, oh, you're not getting it. Oh, you're, you're, you're. You know, and I beat myself up that I'm not good enough and I'm not smart enough. And gosh darn it, people don't like me. And um, but Amy knows that hurt and knows that I uh, that's not me. It's not who God says I am. And she recognizes that, you know, no, she's familiar with your story. Right. And so it's easy for her to tap into right where you are right now in your story. Yeah. And you've shared that with her. And that's one of the problems. We talk a lot about how to comfort. Mm-hmm. But what we don't talk a lot about is how to receive comfort or why one needs comfort. Oh, that's a good one. Um, and so, you know, you are very open now, <laughs> now yeah. a few years into this, right? with sharing your story because your story is, each person listening to this, your story is important. Yeah. And if you can't tell your story and if you don't open up your story, you're not going to receive comfort. Yeah. And you're not going to heal from those pains. Right. Um, and so that's why it's so good in your situation that you two both have gone on that journey together. Yeah. And you're aware of that so that she, you know, it's just very natural for right. her to comfort you. Yeah. Um, mine is more of a traumatic experience that I want to share because I know a lot of people have traumatic moments in their life. And um, it's that moment where your head is hot 
and you're dizzy and you can't see and it's just everything is upside down and it was a little over nope a little less than a year after trey was diagnosed with cancer Mm. chemo hadn't worked enough he'd already had one minor surgery where they were trying to remove some tumor and they did some good stuff but started to damage his kidney so they sewed him up and we'll Mm. just keep trying the chemo now okay the chemo's not working so we're doing this home run surgery where it was hilarious <laughs> in that like we were celebrities in the hospital the day of the surgery. Like it was apparently going to be this landmark surgery if it worked. It was yeah. going to be, they said, yeah. anywhere from 15 to 40 hours where wow. they were going to be scraping the tumors off of his aorta and everything else. And like the the anesthesiologist came to meet us and he was telling us, I really wanted to be on this case because we really think good things are going to happen. And, and it finally occurred to me that they just all wanted their name attached to this miracle yeah. surgery if it mm. worked. And that was cool, whatever. We were fine with it. And I asked the doctor, what's the worst case scenario? And he said, well, we don't get the cancer out. And I said, yeah, but like for tomorrow, for the surgery. And he said, like, what do you mean, bleeding out? And I said, well, sure. And he goes, why, you know, I mean, any, and this is the head of surgery at Children's Hospital. And he said, anytime you open somebody up, there's a threat. He goes, but I've done this, you know, 7,000 times or seven. I don't know what it was. Big number. And it's never even come close. And so at the 13-hour mark, he comes into the room and he Did says. Did that comfort you? When he said that? Yeah. Reassured me. We're using I don't want to confuse the word comfort. Okay. Yeah, I was like, oh. All right. All right. <laughs> Good yeah. deal. Another so, day at the office. Right. And so right. it was hilarious. Like Rachel and I loved being in the waiting room. It, was, it sounds funny. You know, your son's on the operating table. He's got cancer. And yeah. we're just sitting there cracking up the whole day, looking at other people, being annoyed by other people. <laughs> we went to go get right. lunch. They called us like we had to take his one kidney out, which we knew was going to happen yeah. most likely. And we're like, oh, is that all? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, he still has the other one, right? And they're like, sure. And you're like, oh, all right. Like that's just where we were in this yeah. point. Just to yeah. show you the level of uh, – how we were used to this level of trauma right at this point mm-hmm. in time right yeah. and poor nurse we're sorry to say and we're like oh no he's dead and they're like we had to take his kidney and we're like yeah yeah okay i'm eating pizza do you mind yeah. <laughs> well at the 13 hour mark he comes into the waiting room and, I, and i'm freaked out just like how am i gonna be here for 40 hours yeah <laughs> and he looks like he's dead and as it turns out and you guys know the story that they nicked his aorta which is no big deal and then when he went to stitch him up it went to like paper mache it wouldn't hold a stitch and he almost bled out on the table yeah and only because he was so humble and selfless he called in a thoracic specialist who came in put a gore-tex patch and he tells us you know um he's he's in icu he's gonna make it he may or may not be paralyzed and all the trauma of that moment rachel looking at me crying saying what does this mean Mm -hmm. what did we do what does this mean Mm -hmm. And it's one of my prouder moments of being a husband. I turned to her and I said, I said, honey, I said, what it means is the day that we really feared might eventually come is coming, mm. but it wasn't this day. Yeah. Yeah. And then we went to go see him in the ICU and I turned and I grabbed the doctor and I said, how is he? And he goes, he looks good. And I said, no, no. Does he look good because he's not dead <laughs> right. or does he look good? And he's like, no, no, no. He looks good. And we went in the room and he did not look good. Right. And his face was swollen and it was just like a horror show. Yeah. Okay. I tell you all that to tell you this. A, two years later, I realized I've never processed the pain of seeing my child's face like that. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know who and I didn't know how and I didn't know what because everybody knows my story. They've been there. They've done that. Whatever else. And I was having lunch with a guy who manages my money. Little that it is. And he knows about this. He's not great at it, but he knows about financial 
emotional needs, not financial, emotional needs. And so we're having lunch at a private German club on the north side of Pittsburgh. And I shared at the beginning of this story with him of walking into the ICU. And I was sort of like, how's he going to comfort me? Because he doesn't know the situation. And I'm not where I was at that time. And I was a little confused on how the comfort worked. And so I started to tell him the story. And I was going to say to him, how do you think I should best seek this comfort? And as I'm sharing this story, both of his eyes start to water. And he starts crying at this table in this fancy German restaurant in the north side of Pittsburgh. And I don't even get to finish the story. And I just told him as I walked into the room and he's just, he's not sobbing, but he's crying. Yeah. Well, now I can't tell the story of Trey being in the ICU without seeing Rob McKinney crying in Tutankham German restaurant on the north side. Yeah. So I will always remember his comfort as I shared with him the trauma of that day. And so that comfort has been attached to that grief for the rest of life. Yeah. The worst moment, arguably, I mean, right up there with the day he died in a lot of ways. Well, it's another story for another time. It's comforted by a guy in a German restaurant. Yeah. Who mm-hmm. just cried. He didn't yeah. say a word. He just sat there with yeah. the most earnest of eyes and wept. Yeah. And it's okay. Yeah. So that's my example. Because he was right there with you. Was like, like you don't cry like that unless. I mean, oh, you're, no. You're he, he wasn't through. like, I should. Yeah. He, he looked at me. Yeah. He listened to my story. He didn't ask a question. Yep. He followed all the things on the list that he's never seen. Yeah. And so many times it's that. It's just being with somebody and like you don't even have to do anything, but like, or, you know, just. Right. Yeah. Well, to flash forward to two kinds of comfort. Yeah. At Trey's viewing, a guy who was a, the, I may have shared the story before. I did share it before. I'm pretty sure. He's the, the fitness coach at the high school, Bob Martini, great guy, but I don't know him very well. And he waits 45 minutes in line, comes up to Rachel and myself. He's never even met Rachel and he tries to talk and he sobs and he walks away because he can't talk. Mm. Yeah. Gets back in line, waits 45 mm. minutes, oh, gets man. back up and he says, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to offend you earlier. It was inappropriate for me to cry. And I said to him, <laughs> you gave me great comfort earlier. You just ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> and I wanted to say, Eric, too, the, 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 one moment where my mom had, you know, going through cancer, going through, remember that night we went out and you were just there for me. Oh yeah. Cause my mom was going through the cancer surgery. They were, they were taking like a foot out of her small intestines cause she had cancer there. Yeah. And you and I just hung out and it was, it, we went out and watched a, a hockey game and had a couple beers and it was just, I, I remember getting the phone call from my dad that, you know, he was crying and everything was okay and I lost it and you were just there. Yeah. Like you just started crying with me. Yeah. We didn't say a whole lot. Yeah. And I would say that's another moment of, of extreme comfort. Because you can't remember that phone call without remembering him being no, there. No, he was you. there. I, I remember exactly where it was. I remember what the weather was like. I remember what hockey game we were watching. I mean, it, was, it was crystal clear, and that's always attached to that. So Wow. Yeah. And imagine the alternative. Yeah. Imagine if you would have said to him, hey, you know, all this just happened. And he goes, boy, that's tough. Yeah. Hey, Penguin scored. Yeah, let's get some taters. <laughs> or, some, or some, you know uh, what? God's got this. God's got things. this. You'd be like, yeah. yeah, okay. Yep. No, he just he just teared up with me, and, and we both just kind of sat there in the middle of this bar with these other people around us, you know, two guys crying, you know, yeah. just, just – and I was kind of sobbing, and you were just – you know, you were right there. So Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And, and that's comfort. That huge, is comfort. Huge, amazing. And you're not – but also you're not going to go back to number one of our list last week. Brian, you're not going to sit there and sob in front of Eric if you didn't trust Eric. Oh, yeah. No way. And so that's why we have to have these good real relationships. uh, I 
I don't care. <laughs> like I don't care. Whatever. If I'm if, if this is what I'm feeling, then that this is, is true. Feeling, so most people yeah. would not. And so we had a, a an interesting email yes. in regards to comfort, and yeah. I think we should share it. Yeah, right let's now. cover that. I'm going to read it here. Um, anonymous, what do you do when you've gone through all the emotional responding stuff, and so has your spouse, and you get it, and they just don't? Sometimes it gets to the point where I try to emotionally respond to what they are going through and they know it and push back, not letting me join them in their emotions. Sometimes it's just too much and I can't even try because I know it won't do anything but make me feel inept and hurt. Thoughts? Mm. Advice? That's a lot. Yeah, it is a lot. And there's a lot of, I don't want to say presuppositions because I'm pretty sure I'd be using that wrong, but... You know, the first line is we've if, if you and your spouse have both gone through this and get it. Mm-hmm. Well, we're assuming that's true, but we're like, you know, I'm pretty good at it, but I'm yeah. still not the best at it. So we're all in different places in how much we really get it. Yeah, you can even you could you could pass a test on it. Sure. You, you could, could know it exists. <laughs> right. <laughs> could be right. Horrible. You can know all the right. You could all know all the details. You could you could read the book. But until you've like lived it and your ability to do it, because one of the things is if, if you've never truly experienced good comfort, you're not going to be able to give it and or receive it. You know, if, if, if Mm -hmm. you're just shut off emotionally because of your past hurts, then your ability to really go into your own emotions, let alone let somebody else into them is going to be hampered. Yeah. So we're all at different places, which is one of the reasons why it's important for us to join somebody where they are, to join them in their exact emotion. If somebody says, you know, I had a bad day and you start sobbing, you went past their emotions. Mm -hmm. If somebody's sobbing and you go, well, that's too bad. You didn't get to where their emotions are. So I would surmise in this situation, maybe we're not in the same place. You're not finding where they are. You know, if they say I had a bad day and you go, oh, I'm so sorry. And they go, all right, well, then that's where we are. Mm-hmm. They're not, they're not wanting to go deeper. They may not be able to go deeper. Mm-hmm. And so we really have to be able to assess and get better at learning. Where are they? And what's our relationship like with them? Yeah. You know, have I hurt them before? Mm-hmm. Because if, if you share something with me, Eric, and I trample all over your feelings mm-hmm. or I don't meet either way. I go all over them or I don't meet them. Yeah. You're going to be a little scared the next time it goes back to a hurt. Right. What comes out of a hurt? Fear. Right. You know, anger, fear, self-condemnation. So it's just a function of continually working it. And we'll look into in the next couple of weeks. What is successful in a relationship? What are the components of a relationship? Mm-hmm. But it's really just meeting them where they are. If they're able to share their emotions at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we, I mean, no matter where we are in our ability to comfort, I think we can all do better. Do better. Is it time for the do better switch? Well, I, what I wanted to oh, do. Hey. Too. Well, I wasn't really trying the first time. But Eric, do you have thoughts on that? But going back to said email. Well, the way Amy comforts me is because she knows my story and she knows what what that looked like back me growing up and whatnot so that she knows how to better comfort me so like i think it all goes back to seeking that understanding for the individual like we talked about last week and she knows me as me the individual and where i come from growing up and where my hurt lies deep 
so that she can comfort the hurt of today that relates to that hurt from the past. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it kind of like, it's, it's interesting. The more and more we talk about that, the more and more we have like aha moments that like, Oh yeah. Like Amy and I have, we have talked about a lot of this stuff together and that's why, you know, she is good at comforting me, you know, and it's, you know, just one of those things like in, in a good relationship, but I'm sorry, I will do better at letting you just transition into, well, allow me to go back one step now and Trump, you're not do better do transition. It. Do it. Um, people that listen to this need to realize that Eric and Amy came to Rachel and myself now, what, eight years ago, seven years ago. I have no many years ago. You guys weren't always good at this. Oh no. We're st- I, I wouldn't even say. No, you're very good at this. On a scale, if we're grading on a scale, if we're grading on a scale on the like mass population, see now we're of the back world. to you feeling inadequate and not <laughs> yeah. very good at. I'm not good at this. <laughs> um, You're good at this. All right. Yep. But you can always do better. <sighs> Gosh, I've never worked so hard for a do better Wait, segment I got, in my life. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, that I do have a do better. Okay. It's an old story, but it came up uh, on on one of my feeds. And your fire festival thing, man. Yeah. You, oh my goodness! Right. I still on. haven't seen it. Oh, I, I've watched both of them. Oh my Hulu gosh! And so far ahead. I, I went down the rabbit hole. It's oh. fascinating. The biggest do better of probably the past <laughs> twenty years. Yeah. Oh uh, man. Full, full disclosure: Brian has referenced watching Breaking Bad and, and multiple examples of the fire festival. Dude, fire festival is a crap show on so many levels, and so many people have to do better. Yeah. But definitely watch it. Yeah. When you I feel bad about yourself. Up. Realize you've never put on a fire festival. <laughs> you, you are festival. not that guy. Um, and that's good comfort. But this happened in uh, Malaysia. Um, there was a guy that drove a $280,000 Porsche mm. out of through the window of the dealership, oh, no. like stealing it. Like he came in all dressed up like he was going to buy a car, uh-huh. gets in it <laughs> for like the test drive, just takes off, <laughs> plows through the window and out. And they don't keep a lot of gas in these vehicles. So... <laughs> Oh, that's how that is. That's great. He runs out of gas. Okay. (laughs) And then he like, he flees the the scene and goes and gets like a can of gas. Then he goes back (laughs) to the police station where the car has been impounded because it's been involved with a crime, puts gas in the car and then steals it from the the police station. (laughs) Oh man. (laughs) And then. Uh, actually, I don't know because I didn't. I, I was like, dun, dun, I, I was dun. like, police, you got to do better. Like, oh, okay, police <laughs> do better. I'm like, I don't know. This no, guy seems to have can't do better. Like he's like, that's you got some guts on oh, that wow. one. Wow, he know? really like, wanted that Porsche. <laughs> yeah, but man, police, what do you wow, do in Malaysia? Yeah, it's it's a two hundred eighty thousand dollar Porsche. Like, how do you let that well, slip? <laughs> well, do you honestly think I the guy's coming back to put? <laughs> I'm ignorant to Malaysia. Yeah. Because I'm not thinking like I'm thinking, I would not be thinking Malaysia Porsche dealership. Mm, you know, if you just say like Abu Dhabi, right? You know, United Arab Emirates, yeah, fine. Yeah. But like Malaysia, I was like Dubai, really yeah. Porsche dealership. Yeah, huh. said Malaysian police. Huh. Let's see the. That's that's a fantastic story. I lo- I loved it as soon as you started that one. <laughs> what do you need this gas for? Don't worry about it. <laughs> Stole it's for my Porsche. Didn't get far. <laughs> Gotta go steal it again. They're like, oh, okay, whatever, guy. <laughs> You're referencing to see whatever happened to him? Yeah, he drove off with the Porsche, ditching it later after he discovered roadblocks had been set up oh, to stop him. So police, police were hunting for the suspect, the paper said. It doesn't say that he was ever caught. Yeah, well, 
but, but the he port, didn't. The but Porsche, he didn't get the he car. He didn't get away with the Porsche. Yeah, so. but still, uh, that's kind of that's a great story. That's a, you know I what love it is. It. You can't do better than that story. Yeah. Um, uh, being you can't do better. I was gonna say, does that mean I'm the can't do better? No, <laughs> no. Do better is, uh, and here's where we're gonna get shut down, and it'll go right into can't do better. Do better. Uh, I'm gonna go with FBI. Mm. I'm going to go with the LAPD and I'm going to go with the Clearwater police because if you've ever watched on A&E. Oh, this yeah. is a can't do better. This is do better. Oh, this is do better. Okay. This is Science, do better. Scientology stuff. Leah Rem- Remini. Oh my gosh. Right? Who's on my list uh, yeah. that Rachel allows me. Right. Uh, if you're listening, Leah. <laughs> um, but uh, we, we both have lists uh, as you found out. Oh, yeah. Uh, from the Super Bowl halftime show. Yeah. Uh, what's his name from uh, Maroon 5? Oh, Adam Levine. Yeah, that clearly. I didn't know it. It's on Rachel's yeah. list. She Her exact line was, oh, Jay, he's on everybody's list. <laughs> I'm like, all right, he's on my list. <laughs> but um, it's about Scientology in the aftermath, and they both left Scientology. And if you watch this show, with all due respect to your fire festival, and you sit there and you go, how is this still okay? Right. How is it still okay? And they talk about they've gone to the FBI. They've gone to the LAPD. They've gone Clearwater's where they're you know, stationed. And just that they're afraid of them because they send out, you know, they, they ruin your life if you speak out against them, which is yeah. why this will be our last podcast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's just like Bring it on. you sit there and you go, <laughs> you sit there and you just go like, how is it okay? In our world today, how can people get away with that right in all that we're against in this world today we're so divided on all these different things yeah i think 90 percent of people could be like oh no that's wrong yeah we can get together yeah, and, and fight this. let's all get together yeah. and say you can't do that to people yeah and everybody's like oh i love it i love that show i love it keep doing what you're doing whatever else and yet it still goes on yeah but do better to that end yeah they had a super bowl commercial by the way brian was the one that said bring it on Yes, I, do. I, I stand by it. Bring it on. Um, Who had a Super Bowl? Commercial? Scientology. Scientology. Did. Okay. Next week it'll be Jay and I on the show. Yeah. <laughs> no, two weeks. <laughs> oh, two. Yeah, right. Um, but and it was just this really weird, creepy ad, and it was, was just it was curious. I think it was called. Or late I have after? no idea. I didn't see it live. Oh, uh, okay. Neither did I. For um, the Super Bowl. What on the Super Bowl? It was in the Super Bowl. The commercial was. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We're not going to reference this in the show notes. We're just oh, we are actually. I have are a link we? because here's why. Here's why. Because Mr. Peanut, Peanut Planters Peanuts, oh, yeah. had a commercial. Peanut, yeah. yeah. They had a commercial. Yeah. yeah. Later on that night, Planters tweeted a picture of Mr. Peanut and it said, watching the Scientology commercial. And then Mr. Peanut just like slowly walks off the stage <laughs> and he just like is uncomfortable. Like he's shrugging his shoulders and looking around and then just goes off the, the screen in this tweet. And Scientology's pissed off. <laughs> but my whole point is, planters can't do better. Can't do better. And absolutely, they oh, job. roasted. Oh, mm, snap. They uh, roast. planted a good one. <laughs> they put him in a peanut allergy. Uh, that doesn't work. Fail. That doesn't work. But so yeah, did, when I saw that, it was brilliant. So who did we offend today? Oh, who did we offend? Offend, <laughs> offend. It's a new segment. I'm offended. <laughs> oh boy, we offended uh, tomato soup. Oh no, wait. I'm sorry. That's my. That's my <laughs> oh wait, you weren't being funny. Do better. Uh, that uh, we offended Boston. Vegans again. Actually, all New Yorkers. All of New England or New England. Ah, New Yorkers uh, too. Oprah. Um, the Europeans. Oprah Network. Vegans. Malaysians. Yes. At the end. Uh, Malaysians. I, I didn't guess. think they had a poor steel. Just Malaysian police. Well, okay, yeah, that's right. You know them to yeah. know Malaysian. Right. So New that's Englanders, Europeans, vegans, and Oprah. Who did we offend? 
We'll try, we'll try to do better next week. We want to make sure people don't feel alone. That but is we very want true. to make sure that we point out that we're not perfect. That's right. And so that's who we offended. And Brian does not apologize. Right. Sure don't. Sure don't. And that's the show. Visit us at lunchtimeinrome.com. Sign up for email. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook. Like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. And we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.